There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you once again. Tune in on this Friday edition of the podcast, and so we are certainly thankful for the good week the Lord has given us here in Pennsylvania, where we've been recording. The weather has been beautiful. And it's almost like spring, although spring has not officially sprung. Uh, the grass is slightly greening, the birds are flying, and uh, the daffodils are getting rid of the bloom. So we certainly are thankful for that. We're thankful for the goodness of the Lord. And thank the Lord for his mercy this week and being so kind to us and just extended his mercy once again to us in our meager estate. I'm looking at Psalm 17 once again. And we've gone so much slower than I had anticipated initially, but there's a lot of statements that are made here that we link to Jesus Christ in prophecy, but also there's just some preaching that needs to be done in this passage. And so Psalm 17 and verse 1, it's a prayer of David. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of faint lips. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence, let thine eyes behold the things that are equal, Thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. And then he says in verse 6, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech." And so again, the promise is made through the word of God that the Lord would hear him when he calls upon him. Now, there's something we need to establish in this with the Lord's help. To do that, I want to look at the Psalms before I make any more statements concerning this calling upon the Lord. But we see in Psalm 86 and verse 7, in the day of my trouble. Now, before that, he asked the Lord, this is his give ear, O Lord. He says, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplication. So here we see when he's calling upon the Lord, it is his prayer. It is his supplication. This is his desire from God. He's asking these things of the Lord in supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Again, there's the promise. There's the faith. He believes that God will do what he said he would do. He's going to call upon the Lord, and the Lord is going to answer him. Among the gods, there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. So again, he is calling upon the Lord, and the Lord is going to hear and is going to answer him, just as we saw in Psalm 17. We see again in Psalm 80 and verse 18, he says, So will not we go back from thee, quicken us? and we will call upon thy name. So, Lord, make us alive again, and we will call upon thy name. Psalm 86, again, 
and verse 15. I'm going to bounce back and forth on a couple of these. I want us to see what the word of God says. In verse 15, but thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, in plenty and mercy and truth. So what the Lord tells us, that the Lord is a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous and mercy and truth. Why? Because in verse 17, thou hast hope in me and comforted me. In verse 5 of that same text in Psalm 86, for thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. We see again in Psalm 86 and verse 15, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. So we see this is the God that he's calling upon. He says in verse 5, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. So again, we see the word of the Lord comes to man. And man then chooses whether or not to believe God. That is a choice man does make. Will he believe this God, this plenteous in mercy? And he will believe that he calls upon him, this merciful God, who's full of mercy, he's full of compassion. Will he then answer? And by faith, men call upon the Lord, believing that God will answer their prayer. In verse 9 of Psalm 88, he says, Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction, Lord. I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? So again, we see here a messianic song. Man's gone down to the pit. It's there we see the cry of Jesus Christ unto the Father. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. And he's called upon the name of the Lord because he's believed upon the name of the Lord. He's believed that God will hear and that God will answer. It's a matter of faith. Psalm 116, verse 2, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. And again, that's something else that we'll be looking at in this passage of Psalm 17 is when God inclines his ear unto man. Verse 4 of Psalm 116, then called I, Upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. When does he call upon him? In verse 3, when the sorrows of death compassed me about, and the pains of hell got hold upon me, I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. So now we're going to take a doctrinal position. This is the soul of Jesus Christ. He's been made an offering for sin. The sorrows of death have compassed him about. And here the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. So what did he do? Then called I upon the name of the Lord. He said in verse 17 of that same text, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Now, some people might say, how do you see that as being Jesus Christ? Well, I'll show you if you're willing to listen and receive what the Lord of God, word of God says. In verse 8, he says, for thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. So as Peter testified in Acts 2 of Jesus Christ, so this also cannot be the psalmist because 
the psalmist dead and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. He's speaking through the prophecy of one that's speaking from the grave. And so this is Jesus Christ. The soul of Jesus Christ has been made an offering for sin. And he says that thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. And so again, we see the faith of Jesus Christ. We see as he calls upon the name of the Lord. And by the way, the word of God tells us that are saved, that have called upon the name of the Lord because we believed in the great God of heaven. We believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, but we having the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore, have I spoken. That's the resurrection of Christ. That's because we have the same spirit of faith. We believe that Jesus Christ bodily rose from the grave. We believe that Jesus Christ is alive, not just intellectually. We believe it in the heart. We believe it in the soul. We believe it in the very inward parts of our being. I cannot deny the virgin birth. I cannot deny the death of Christ. I cannot deny the resurrection of Christ. I cannot go back on those things because it's inward. It's in me having the same spirit of faith. That same spirit of faith where he called upon the name of the Lord, where he called upon his great God and Savior. And might I say to you, as he calls upon the Father here, we see the mercy of God is extended to his son. We see the mercy of God is extended. Why? Because he has believed. He having that same spirit of faith. Psalm 55 and verse 16. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. And there's a great text. I almost used this in cry the other day. And I thought, no, I'm going to save that. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Why? Because he believes God. Hey, Lisa, God is God enough to do what he said he would do, and God is God enough to do exactly what he promised he would do, and he believes God. In verse 17 of Psalm 31, let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. And so again, we see the faith of Jesus Christ. We look at the Messianic Psalm in Psalm 31. That's Jesus Christ calling upon the name of the Lord for his deliverance. And we see that time and time again in the Psalm, Psalm 18 and verse 3. I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. And again, here's that companion, Psalm 18, Psalm 116. The sorrows of death compassed me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And so we hear, we see the soul of Jesus Christ. He's been made an offering for sin. And we see that in the sorrows of hell and in the torment of hell and in the sorrows he's compassed about, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Then he said, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. And so what's going to deliver him when he calls upon the name of the Lord? 
I know in whom I have believed. It is what Paul told young Timothy. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And by the way, the Son of God committed these things to the Father at that day. When he died, he died for the sins of the whole world. When he resurrected, he resurrected for the whole world. And might I say to you, my friend, those that believe in Jesus Christ, he will save for eternity. Those that put their faith in Jesus Christ, he will redeem them for all of eternity. Again, Messianic Psalms. Again, the faith of Jesus Christ, because he believes God. Now, I'm going to close with a doctrinal truth in Romans chapter 10. It'd be very hard to preach this without going to Romans chapter 10. It's kind of the catch-all scripture for many concerning this doctrine. But as I turn there, I'm also going to read in Genesis, and the Word of God tells us in the book of Genesis, and verse uh, 4 and verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, I've heard it said that's when men began to get saved. Why? Because we have equated salvation with simply calling upon the name of the Lord today. But there's one thing that our text has proven to us. The faith of Jesus Christ, as he called upon the Lord, he called upon the Father, he called upon him to deliver him from his affliction, to deliver him from his sorrow, to deliver him when he was in trouble, to deliver him when he was in hell, to deliver him when he's surrounded completely with the sorrows and the horror of death. That's when he calls upon the name of the Lord. But how does he call upon the name of the Lord? He calls upon the name of the Lord by faith. Romans 10 told us that. In verse 9, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart. And there's the key to salvation. That God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For at the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But how can you confess someone you don't believe in? How can you confess the name of Jesus Christ when you don't believe in Jesus Christ? In verse 11, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. He's rich to the Jew, he's rich to the Greek. That's what our text is saying. How then, in verse 14, shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Well, we skip verse 13 on purpose. For verse 13 is that catch-all verse that men use as a catch for everything. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I listen to Christian radio here at the home. I'll hear a man preach a good message, a sound doctrinal message. But then he gives a fire escape to all men. And he simply says, now, if you want to be saved, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why don't you call upon him? But he said you can't call upon him unless you believe in him. It's the same thing Brother Dale Morey has preached on this podcast. How can you trust someone you don't believe? And again, men today say, well, just trust Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, how can you trust him? How can you call upon someone you don't believe in? We've got it backwards today. 
We're telling men, repeat the prayer. Say the words. Call upon him. He's promised he'll save you. No, he said he's promised he'll save you if you call upon his name when you believe. Why? Because belief accompanies repentance. When you repent, believe the gospel, salvation will come to you. And my friend, then the privilege is afforded to those that believe in Jesus Christ that they then can begin to call upon his name as it was in the days of Seth. How did they call upon the name of the Lord? Why did they begin to call upon the name of the Lord? Because this was the godly line of Seth. They believed God. They believed the promise of God. They knew that of his seed, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would be raised up of his seed, and then they began to call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says that Abraham called upon the name of the Lord. David the psalmist called upon the name of the Lord. We've read over seven passages today of Jesus Christ and the faith of Jesus Christ, and he called upon the name of the Lord. Why? Because he believed. And my friend, when you call upon the name of the Lord, it's someone you believe in. It's uh, The name of the Lord is whatever you want it to be in this world. You might be called the name of Buddha or Ganesh or the Pope or Mary or some other God that you've created, Allah. And you say, well, I've called upon the name of the Lord, but he's speaking of the name, that only name, the salvation appears, the name of Jesus Christ. And if we'll call upon the name of Jesus Christ, it's because we believe in the name of Jesus Christ. We have believed him for salvation. It's because we have in the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore have I spoken. As I called upon his name today is by faith. It's because I believed God. It was by faith because of Jesus Christ. It was by faith because of what Jesus Christ had done. And today I called upon the name of the Lord. He didn't save me daily. He doesn't save me hourly. No, he saved my soul at the day I was birthed of God, born of the word of God, and had begun a good work in me 25 years ago. And that good work has continued today and has afforded me the privilege of calling upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 17, as we close out the week, I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God. Why do I call upon the Lord? Because he hears me. Why do I call upon his name? Because he's listening. And so many today have called upon someone they don't believe in. They've been promised a lie. They've been promised eternal life by the calling rather than the believing. And my friend, if you don't believe God, if you don't have that faith in Christ, the only way you'll find that faith in Christ is in the word of God, to be born of God, not a corruptible seed, but the incorruptible by the word of God. Have you called upon him today? Have you called upon his name by faith, believing that God could do what he said he would do, that God would do for you what he promised you he would do? He delivered his own son from trouble, he delivered his own son from hell, delivered his own son from death, delivered his own son from the scorner. Delivered his own son from the agony and the sorrows of the torment. And might I say, the great God of heaven gave us that same spirit of faith upon salvation that we also might be delivered in a day of temptation. Have a great weekend. May God bless you in the house of God this week. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website, 
and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.